everyone, and thanks for tuning in to Wrestling with the Kid, hosted by me, your boy B. I just want to say before I get started on today's top five that yes, I did miss my rumor show on Monday. I was on vacation in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. If you haven't visited the area yet, it's beautiful. I highly recommend it, but let's just go ahead and jump right into today's show. Number five. Claiming the number five spot on today's list is Ricochet debuting his new in-ring gear at SummerSlam. Now, his entrance is already super cool, and I love the entrance, but his ring gear needs some work. I think it was decent last time, but this ring gear is just, mm, I can't, like, oh my gosh. It is blue and black. It has the R on it for Ricochet. It has the fake cutout abs. It's just, it's so, like... It just, it's so distracting. Like, you can't even focus on the match because he's just wearing this big spandex suit. And it's had, like, a belt on it. It was just, I think it was ugly. So I think that this could be a new gimmick for Ricochet. I think you could have the Hurricane come in and train him on how to be, like, a superhero-like like wrestler. And you could put a mask on him. And that way, he's not a very good promo. Everyone knows he's not that great on the mic. So Hurricane could be his manager. And he could kind of be, like, his Paul Heyman. Instead of Brock and Paul Heyman, it could be Ricochet and the Hurricane. And he could have the mask, and he could be a superhero. And his high-flying moves would make it even better because... I talked about on one of my previous podcasts that he doesn't sell the moves because he gets hit a bunch and then does six flips. And this would totally make that better because if he's a superhero, then those hits shouldn't bother him. And I think that would be a really cool move. And I love the Hurricane, so I would be so ecstatic to see the Hurricane back at all. Number four. Clocking in at number four is WWE confirming an NXT title change at an NXT taping. The Street Profits apparently dropped the belts to the Undisputed Era of Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. I like the Undisputed Era, and with Adam Cole already having the NXT Championship, I think they're doing a similar thing to what they did with the OC, with AJ Styles having the United States, and then they having the tag team. I do, however, I don't really understand why they posted this article on WWE.com. I don't know about you guys, but I've never seen a spoiler article from a taping. I've never seen that before on the official WWE website. But I think that the Undisputed Era and Adam Cole will make a dominant faction, which they have been for a long time, and I'm excited to see what they do with these tag team titles. Number three. Number three is the redemption of Goldberg at SummerSlam. Goldberg had this terrible, like I've said in a lot of previous podcasts, he had this really bad match with The Undertaker at Super Showdown in Saudi Arabia. But at SummerSlam, he redeemed himself by having a fairly good match against Dolph Ziggler. Goldberg ended up winning, which I think a lot of us predicted, but I liked how Dolph Ziggler got on the mic and he kept saying, you're not good enough to beat me, man to man. You're not good enough. And then Goldberg kept coming back and spearing him. And Dolph Ziggler, props to him, he was selling those spears really well. And I was so happy for Goldberg because he was able to get him up for the jackhammer, which he wasn't able to do to The Undertaker in Saudi Arabia, like I said. And I was so excited to see him healthy, and I'm so glad that he didn't get hurt. Number two. Our number two moment comes from Monday Night Raw, and it is Sasha Banks returning to attack Natalia and Becky Lynch. Now, Natalia is going on this really heartfelt promo about her dad dying two years ago or a couple years ago, I don't remember how many it was. And I really respect that and I sympathize for her because that must have been so hard for her and her family. But from a wrestling perspective, I do wish they would have moved on a little bit quicker from this and I'm ready to see her in some really good matches. And then Sasha Banks came out and she attacked her and then Becky ended up coming out and Sasha Banks destroyed Becky Lynch with a steel chair. Now, 
This was so cool, and I love Shasha Banks, and I was waiting for her to return at SummerSlam, but it never happened. And I love Becky Lynch, so this match would be insane for the Raw Women's Championship. Now, I think Sasha Banks is one of the first competitors that we've seen that I think is worthy to take the title from Becky Lynch. And if Sasha did win the title at Hell in a Cell or Clash of Champions, we could have a Bayley versus Sasha Banks Survivor Series match, which they do every year between the Raw Women's Champion and the SmackDown Women's Champion. I think this will be good, and I love Sasha Banks returning. I'm just going to say that. Number one. Claiming the prestigious number one spot is The Fiend's in-ring debut. I thought WWE nailed it with this. It was incredible. His entrance was, oh my goodness. It, like, I had chills. It was so cool. He walked out to similar music that he did with the da-da-da. But then at the end, she started yelling, and it got, like, heavy metal. And he walked out with the lantern, but it was Bray Wyatt's old what he he used to look like it was his head and he was walking out and he had the mask on and you could tell like during the match it was so cool because you would look at his hands and like look and then he could you could tell that he was like his two personalities were contemplating and the nice Bray Wyatt was like don't do this but then the fiend was like I'm gonna do it let me in and it was so cool and I love how the lights went out and they just put let him in and then his music hit so cool. And then I also like the match a lot. I like how Finn Balor just got destroyed. And I like how it wasn't fully destroyed. Like, he got a little push and he hit a couple swing blades. And then I, not to toot my own horn, but I was correct in that Bray Wyatt is going to use the Mandible Claw as a signature because that's what he finished off Finn Balor with. And I love how the lights went out and it went ha like the evil laugh. And it showed him in the entranceway and then he was gone. It was so cool and I loved this moment. That's all for today's show, guys. Tune in on Monday when I will be doing a Rumors show, not like last week, and then Friday for my top five from that week. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at it's me, ya boy B, and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening. Thanks, guys.